Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. This week, episode four, we are going to be talking about what we want to see in James Gunn's DCU. Uh, now that DC Studios is getting to work, we understand that James Gunn has got seven days to make his announcement and we're down to the wire. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we want to see, what we hope to see in the next week in the, with the big announcement. And then with that, James Gunn himself teased teased hundreds of roles to cast. So we're going to talk about that because that's a big endeavor for them to, to work on. So lots of stuff to talk about and let's just go right into it. We don't have an intro yet, <laughs> so we're just going to sing along and say it's here. Boom. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. How you going, bud? Doing great. <clears throat> Before we talk about what we're going to talk about, that new Trigun show is very good. It's very good. And the dub came out so quickly. Like, we had episode three of the, the, the sub and episode one of the dub hit, and now it's like... Just two week difference, which is really fantastic. Um, the dub is pretty fantastic. I'm going to say that it's um, picking up where Westworld left off, and it is yeah. doing. It's not hiding any of its fun secrets. It's all out there and just making it all characters. It's really fun. And you saw episode three, right? Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert for anyone who cares. Knives went fully OP in this, like. Oh, they the the fact that they made the choice that he's a Dr. Octopus was <laughs> so great. Not only that, he's like a Dr. Octopus with like Evangelion level powers. And I'm like yes. watching this, I'm like, this was insane. And um, we haven't even seen we haven't even seen what our hero's gonna tap into, right? Because he obviously can't tap into whatever he is. He says, You still don't know how to do your stuff yet? And then he yeah, you know he shoots his reference. He's like, You don't even know what your power is. Mm-hmm. Just use it. And he's got his his robotic arm is not man made anymore. It's ancient technology, so he's gonna he's gonna do some stuff. Um, but no, I I love it to pieces. It's fantastic. Again, my only gripe with the entirety of the show is Vash's handgun being a twenty two caliber. Um, because if anyone knows anything about guns, a twenty two caliber is a very deadly round, but it's like one step between like a nine millimeter and a BB gun. Like it's it's tiny. Obviously, he's kill gone, people all his guns gun got kill messed people. up. I think he's going to get a new gun. Maybe. But the my, my gripe was that in the first episode when he throws the rock. Yeah. You cannot break a rock with a 22. It's like it's like using a slingshot. It like it doesn't do doesn't do what it does. So I'm just like watching it like they could have said anything. They just didn't even need to name it. He could have just been like, hand me a random name for a round. Not even use. Don't use the caliber. Just give it a name like. Hand me a a choo-choo round or something. And people are like, okay. And they throw it at him. You didn't have to name it. But the, once you named it something that's real, people are going to be like, okay, you took me out of it. Because I know that's not possible. Well, the show is, I mean, it is another world's dimension. Because as soon as we I, yeah, had yeah, yeah. The, I, my, the Mad Bomber guys show up, it's like, oh, okay, we can basically do anything at this point. Right. And, and in my brain, I'm like, maybe this planet 22 doesn't mean the same thing as our planet. But I'm like, sure. but why did they call it a 22? <laughs> I was just really annoyed with that. Um, it was just one my my one gripe that I still can't get over, and then they modeled it after a twenty two round, like it's an actual one to one. Yeah, it's very it's very very tiny. Yeah, so I'm just like, Ugh, guys, I know Japan doesn't have guns, but spend thirty seconds more on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have time for it. Uh, do you know how many episodes this whole thing runs? 
Standard Japanese seasons are 12 to 13 episodes. Okay. You know what? I, I, I feel like they're going to do the whole show in 13 episodes. I feel I like we're... I you don't, don't think so? All. You think we're just going to get I, an arc of it? I think we're going to get, like, maybe two or three seasons out of this show. Like, I don't mm. see them doing everything in one hit because they... They they like they kind of defied the impossible. You took a cult classic and you brought it back and revamped it to, down to the core, and people are liking it. So I don't think they're gonna they're gonna wrap it up as quickly as they did the first time. They put a lot of time into building that first city. Like we spent, I couldn't believe you know the, in the original show, you he runs from place to place. You know what I mean? Like we blow yeah. up a town. We spent so much time in that location. I feel like they're going to do that with all the places. I feel like they. That's why I think it's going. Yeah, three, yeah. That's why I think it's going to go on for a while. Because honestly, like if you spent three episodes in one location telling one story, it, it was like kind of like the Andor approach, where three episodes was one storyline, and it could have been just one hour long episode, and you would have had those three episodes there. So I think they're going to spend pretty hefty amounts of time into each location they go. I love that we, I wonder what other villains from the past, the Nebraska family has been redeemed. They're just a quirky bunch living in this futuristic sci-fi backworld planet. Yeah. I don't know. I've always liked futuristic Westerns. I think they're fantastic. and just loads of fun. So um, anytime we get some of that, that's just lots of fun. But um, instead of just wasting everyone's time talking about anime, because I know we can, uh, I know, but I know a lot of people are here to talk want to see us talk about dc and dc is the topic that people like this show for i've, I've noticed on our our dashboards on our performances uh if we don't talk about dc people don't tune in well um, taylor we're in a ringu situation right now we've seen the videotape and we have seven days to figure out what's gonna happen <laughs> right so james gunn um said he's gonna have it he's gonna have december uh he's gonna have he said in December, January is going to be the announcement. Everyone speculated literally like, oh, it's going to be this day. It's going to be this day. Even the scoopers said last week the day was going to be Friday. Friday came and went, wasn't there. Um, for all we know, he's having it right now. And since I haven't looked at my phone, he could have just dropped it casually on the internet right now. But he didn't. And um, this episode, we, it, we've been we've been made wrong 24 hours later. It'd be great if two hours after we record, we were made incorrect. Let's, any, any, any news yet? Any news on the wire, Taylor? Nope, no. Okay, okay. Announced yet. As of two thirty in the afternoon, PST, no news yet. So if he doesn't drop it within the next two hours our time, the video will go live as as planned. There won't be any announcement, and nothing will be disproven or proven or anything like that. So fun stuff. I However, think Taylor's Taylor gave me some predictions. I feel like this Friday <clears throat> is a very my, safe bet. My personal predictions are either this Friday, give everyone the weekend to stew it over, or next Monday because most big announcements happen on Mondays or Tuesdays. So, right, so that they can, so that outlets can reach out to him and say, "We want to talk to you about what you said on Monday." Right. So, my bet is either of those two days. I haven't heard a thing. I I literally reached out to one of my friends at the studio and asked, uh, "What on earth is going on?" And their response to me was pretty funny. Um. We've been told that the concept art department is going to be starting all the new DC stuff soon. However, nobody knows anything yet because he's not telling anyone until the announcement is made. He's very smart. The moment yeah. the moment those pencils start working, that's when stuff starts leaking. And mm -hmm. to that point, we have some news later on that has to do with people approving a concept and then yeah. everyone else found out about it. 
Right. And then um, I asked, uh, so have you heard anything about the announcement? Do you know what day it's happening? What's going to happen? Nope. It's all been extremely closed off. Nobody has said a thing. I will probably find out personally when the leaders find out, which is probably going to be an hour before the announcement. <laughs> so. uh, Prime also gave us that there's a third option, which is the troll one, which would be like Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, the last day of January. 8 o'clock, maybe 10 p.m., like right before the deadline hits. I don't feel like anyone at that studio wants that to happen. But That would be knows? funny, though, because uh, if you work on East Coast time to get uh, – he would do like – 8.59 p.m. Pacific yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, it's 11.59 East Coast. Enjoy it, internet. Maybe. That would be I, that would be funny. And I think the amount of trolling that he has gotten from fans over the last, uh, however long it's been since he got the announcement that he's taken uh, the position, that would be like the biggest, like, stop trolling me or I'll mm. keep trolling you moment. Sure. Um, it'd be a little funny. Um, but I think it needs to go without saying, like a lot of people, I'm still getting a lot of hate on social media. Um, on the Instagram and on the Twitters. Uh, a lot of it starting with, man, what happened to you? I can't believe you. And then they just proceed to, to bitch about how uh, they believed I was this champion of Zack Snyder and I would never turn on, turn my back on Zack. And the fact that I'm not like sharpening my pitchfork and lighting my torch in opposition of James is offending people. Well, um, the first three sentences you said are absolutely true. Taylor is a champion for Zack Snyder and supports Zack Snyder's work and is a is a fan of his future work. Full stop. Now, yeah, nothing. The sharpening there. of his the sharpening of his pitchforks against James Gunn. Yeah, and if you want to take it one step further, uh, I believe Zack Snyder told everybody that James Gunn is a good person and not to do this to him. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, whatever's going to happen down the line is going to happen. As of this moment, though, yeah, no, I no, like I have always been very pragmatic. I mean, you've known me since we were kids and I used to be very hopeful and I had my hopes shattered all the time. And then I very quickly learned pragmatism is the way to keep your heart from getting ripped out of your butt. You were so hopeful. You had such stars in your eyes. So many. And I, I firmly believed that having hope is great. Hope is good. However, if you have misplaced hope, it can, it can bite you in the ass. And um, I'll, I'll bring prime in real fast while, while I finish my statement. So I don't prime. Um, the, the point that I'm always making is that, I want to look at it from the most pragmatic point possible. Zach was given essentially like carte blanche at Netflix. And we know that his pipeline is pretty busy. Um, he spent the entirety of 2022 filming one half of Rebel Moon. And he still has the other half to do. And if their Rebel Moon is a success, then he, they may do more Rebel Moon. But aside from that, he still has Army of the Dead Lost Vegas and, Army, and Planet of the Dead, the sequel, that are also still on the docket. Whether or not those projects are still moving forward, that's still a lot of stuff to do. He spent one full year making one project, and he still has three more in the pipeline. I will be as hopeful as I possibly can be that one day Zach will be able to finish his DC story. I will still champion that project. I will love it. I will say I want it. I will restore the Snyderverse. I will, I will tweet it. I will do all those things because I want those things to happen. But from a purely realistic and pragmatic point, I don't see those happening anytime soon and DC cannot sit on their hands and continue to stay in the red while they wait. So they're moving forward with a brand new universe. They're not doing the, the half measure that Hamada did where we're going to fire some people, recast others and keep others. 
he's going to just make a new universe and firmly tell everyone again the multiverse is the plan your stuff still exists this is just something new in the multiverse and that's kind of the point of the flash movie to tell everyone that oh by the way just because val kilmer came or george clooney came didn't mean michael keaton never stopped being batman his universe kept going and that's the point of those movies so the the zack snyder universe does, does not die because it's not being focused right now it's still continuing and if zack wants to pick it up in a few years everyone will quite literally be at the age they're supposed to be in the nightmare timeline so it's fine <clears throat> not to mention the fact that something you just said which i think needs to resonate with people that if hypothetically down the line the zack snyder universe is going to come back it's going to come back with the aid of James Gunn. If it even gets brought to the table, it is because James Gunn sees the value in it and bringing that along. So whatever that's going to be, he will be a partner in it and will be a partner there for a while. Oh, Prime saying no to me. Prime, you're giving me big head nods. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? They're going to be too old. Oh yeah, um, just just in general, you mean like by, by the time by the time all that comes into fruition, let's say hypothetically, and exactly what Tyler was just saying, I've been saying things for 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 over a year now. There's no way Zach has too much on his plate. You can't even fit that stuff in there. It's absolutely it's it's not. Is it possible? Sure, but the probability of it happening? No. He has too much on his plate, and then on mm. top of that, everybody. Mm, Again, the cast, the <laughs> cast just alone by itself, okay? And, and and I know people are not going to do their due diligence, but for the ones that have, just look at the cast. All you guys just got to do is go to the credits. As a matter of fact, you ain't even got to do that. Go to Zack Snyder's Justice League and look at all the people that is utterly in the film and that's in this universe, okay? These are, again, these are not small-name people. Not only financially, but these people have other projects. And to and to have them all come together later on down the line, and they're going to be much, much older. Now, people got to realize, Henry Cavill was in his what? Late 40s now? I thought he was still early 40s. I think he was like 40s. Late 40s, early 40s. Yeah, he's in his 40s. By the time that comes, he will be pushing 50. But think about it. We're at 2039. He's 39 right now. So he well, okay, probably so he's 39. Okay. So let's just at say the minimum, he'd be 35 by the time some stuff happens. Yeah, I'll say about 45, 45, 46. Yeah. Okay. So Ben Affleck is already in his 50s. That's done. Gail Gadot is on her way. She's getting older. And for he, the people that that just she wanna do different projects. Now, nah, she still wants to be Wonder Woman, fine for the time being. You know, Jason Momoa is not gonna be play- I don't even get into all that. All I could just say is, is that the cast is too big. They're going to be much, much older. Okay. If you want to get a, if you want to have a perfect example of that, the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League should tell you enough and what it is. Because Ben Affleck does not like does not look like he was. He lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot older. Henry Cavill gonna be the same way. Gail is gonna be the same way. Probably the only one that probably pretty much might be the same is. You know, Jason Momoa. I'm just talking about the main cast. I ain't talking about all the big, big ones. J.K. Simmons is old. William Defoe, old. Okay? Amber Heard, she's probably not going to be able to even play it, if, even if they give her the opportunity. These are these are things that people are not even looking at or even trying to process in their mind. And mm-hmm. by the time this even comes, if, let's just say, 
I would say, by the time it even thinks about coming to fruition, we're in 23. I say 2028 at the max. Yeah, because that's, that's, so, is- that's so conservative. That's so that's that's to say that they really get this thing on the rails in the next four years. That's super. That's I I I I hear you. That's 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 you put your wishing hat on. Maybe six years. Maybe seven years. You know what I'm I mean? being nice. I'm just being nice. <laughs> I'm just being nice. So my thing and and like Tyler said, Rebel Moon. He's still working on a second one. Think, yeah, okay, the second half like, hasn't even started rolling. Right, right. I'll just put it like this, and I'll shut up. The first one is coming out when? It's coming at the end of this Christmas. year. Christmas okay? 23. Yes, it's coming out the end of this year. If he gets done with the second one fully, I'll say project. He'll be he'll be basically getting done done with the second one by the end or by the release of the first one. Yeah, for, he'll be getting for, done for and sure. He, for yes, sure, and he still got like you said. He still got to still work on the Army of the Dead. He still got those two other projects with yeah. that. He still got those. And then last but not least, which I believe could potentially happen, I'm not saying it will. Netflix again, I'm going to say it to the day I die. People just don't want to listen to it because they don't. He's with Netflix. If they ask him to do Gears of War after he's done, you think he's not going to do it? <laughs> he might do it. Yeah, especially if they tell him, yeah, do this show for us. You can do Rebel Moon whenever you want to, right? If they give yeah. him a blank check and say, great, that project's waiting for you whenever you want to start it, yeah. yeah. Zach is in a good place, people. I don't know why people are not understanding this. You know what I mean? So I'm also going to bring in uh, Nicotina real fast. Uh, hey, you know, what's up? What's up, Nick? Um, what's up? So we were just talking about, like, because I get a, I've been getting a lot of hate lately for being not so uh, tortures and pitchforks hey. against James Gunn. Hold on, you're getting hate, Taylor? No way. Get yeah, I know. I mean, this is not real. Yeah, no. Me getting me not getting hate. That's yeah. That, yeah. It's like it's Tuesday. There must be hate coming. Um, <laughs> but no. But it's funny because like a lot of people are are mad that I'm not hating on James Gunn or not like lighting the torches and sharpening the pitchforks against the the realistic situation that has already happened, and realistically again we're all just basically saying that zach is super busy he's going to be super busy the cast is super busy even if netflix reaches out to dc and says hey what would this happen would dc even be like okay well if you can secure the cast go for it (laughs) like because that's kind of the reality is that everyone is insanely busy yeah i i mean it's uh it's is it possible yes however kind of yeah I, I mean, anything is possible, right? But is it really going to happen? And here's the thing is that people are trying to compare this to Sony and Spider-Man, okay? We're talking about Spider-Man, one character, and and likely characters that relate to Spider-Man, right? So, yeah. and, and that has to be negotiated as well. Like, okay, so if we're going to get Spider-Man, then we, we want to be able to use Doc Ock. Okay, so... Uh, you know how much you want. You know how do you want to use him? Well, this is how we're going to be our main villain, and we'd like to have these characters available because we want to have them as part of this Spider-Man story, and then we can renegotiate more characters as we move on. How you know, however it works out. But when you're talking about, the, I mean, we talking about the Justice League. I mean, people are like, oh, sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. Really, it's like you, what you're asking is uh, least, uh, uh, least the Justice League characters to Netflix because yeah. I mean, look, as much as we love Zack Snyder and in the Snyderverse and everything, everything that he has established, I mean, I'm wearing his damn shirt for instance. Yeah. I, think I have that, that same like, shirt 
over here. It's, I, got I just saw the top of your shirt. I thought it was a Blink-182 shirt. Oh, yeah. No, just from the a... swords, I thought it was the. T- I thought it was that album. But no, okay, okay. That's what it is. Well, I, I, the thing is, is that, you know, we're talking about leasing out the license to use Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, all these characters, right? Now, like, when it, when it comes to, oh, well, you know, they can, you know, they can get the actors to come back. Well, that's great. That's, that's awesome. I just don't see why DC would say, hey, look, we need money, guys. Let's lease out our characters and then let's also reboot our own universe and, and then we'll have them going at the same time. Uh, to me, that, that, all that does is add competition to your own product because then people are going to say, oh, look how dumb, look how much we don't like what James Gunn is doing and how much we love what Zach is doing. Because more than likely, whatever Zach does is going to be fire, right? And we already have a story that we're already familiar with. So we're going to be like, yes, I already know, like, if that were to happen, I already know what I'm getting with Zach because I have an idea of what the story's going to be about. I can't wait. I'm hyped. Let's go. But I just don't see how one of those discoveries going to be like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And let's have it compete against our own universe that we're trying to reboot and build up. Um, and you know, people would argue that, oh, well, they need money. They need money. They need money. They need money. If they needed money that bad, they would have made Zack Snyder Justice League Part Two and Three already. Yeah. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like they had an opportunity to make money off of that. They chose not to. So now they're going to let another IP or another uh, platform company, company, company studio make money off of that. Granted, it, it would cost the other company a. a I don't know if you guys swear on here or not. Um, like a billion fucking dollars. Yeah, a, a, a fucking a fuck ton of money to do it. And I, 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 and look, do I want them to do it? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to see them do it. I just don't see how, and I don't see why they would want to do it. Yeah, but but even but even taking but even removing our own feelings from this conversation, Netflix is in no place right now to be doing that. The numbers are a little bit better than what they thought it was going to be, but like they don't. They don't have the money to do something like that. In fact, I don't necessarily think they know what their big next thing is going to be. It's going to be Rebel Moon, and it's going to be some other things associated with that. But I don't see them doing that. And one of the other things you talked about, you know, is leasing these characters. You're right. You're not going to be leasing Batman and Superman to Netflix. They're not. On the same, but on the same token, we're in a very weird spot because I would say to you, well, give them some of your B characters. But I think that's what James Gunn is going to do. You know, we'll get to the next point right about now. He's talking about hundreds of actors for casting. I think we're going to get, you know, something Prime talks about all the time is that the universe of DC is huge and we've barely even touched it. If we start getting characters out of the woodwork, there might not necessarily be those characters of like, oh, there could be a Netflix Plastic Man show. Because it's like, I think he might be front and center as somebody, finally. So I don't know where that all, I don't know where all that shakes out. Yeah. For, now, I mean, for the people that don't know how many characters that are actually in DC, it's 242. It's 242 oh, characters that are actually slated, yes. 242 I, characters. Well, yeah, I, I mean, when he says hundreds of roles to cast, I mean, obviously we're talking about side characters, extras, everything in general. So he's being very right. vague because he has to be vague. Um, and everyone's like, oh, you know, I, you know, James Gunn's going to release part of his slate uh, this month. And, and he might. But, I mean, if you ask me, I think all he's going to do is he's going to give 
likely a, a, a vague release date for the next Superman movie, a director for the Superman movie, because it's, it's going to have to happen pretty soon. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, I don't see him giving away much of the slate because you want that bombshell to drop yeah, at San Diego Comic-Con. Tops. Uh, if that, I, I mean, yeah. if we're going to get more than one film, generous. I would say, yes, very generous. I would say it would be one film, if not two, and that's it. Um, because your Super Bowl is San Diego Comic-Con. That has to be your biggest heavy hitter where you show your entire slate and, and what you're up to. And they need to come out and they need to come out. They are new to the scene with James Gunn at the helm. They need to come out swinging. Correct. They need to make an impact. And we already know James is going to be there because he's still promoting Guardians 3 with Marvel. So Marvel's going to be like Guardians 3 and he's going to be like, cool. Now I'm going to stay on the stage for another half an hour and do the DC show. So don't bother me. It's going to be so weird because he's going to do his promotion for it. And then be like, okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow for the other panel that's happening. I think you guys know what it, you know what I mean. Like, hey, yeah. but um, it, it, it's going to be interesting because you know, it, it just in order to get this thing done, right? This whole Netflix thing, which I don't think is going to happen. I would love to see it happen, but I just don't see. I, I just don't see the logistics of it. I, I I don't see how it could ever work out, and how Netflix. I mean, I'm sorry, how. One of the discovery would look at it as a win for them. Like, yeah, this is great. We just made a billion dollars off of it. Well, dude, uh, that article the other day said how they were what? Was it 50 or 500? No, I think it was $50 billion in debt. Yeah. If they lease out the characters and get a billion dollars. That's a drop on the well. <laughs> it, it's like, okay, let's say they get $2 billion, okay? And that's a stretch. How, how, how much of an impact is that going to make on their $50 billion debt? It won't. It's something that they have to gradually work off within the next, you know, X amount of years that they're trying to strategically plan for because you can't pay all it off at once. Right. You can't. That's too much money. And I saw the two Forbes articles. The first article was basically like, it's not possible because of facts and numbers and basically everything we said here. And then the second article was like, they should do it because my feelings and for optics. And it was all just them basically saying, if Warner Brothers wants to not piss off the fans, they should consider it. But it doesn't say anything about logic or money or anything like that. It was just all about appease the fans, stop everyone's hurt feelings. It'll mm-hmm. look really good on optics. Do it. And I was like, wow, that's not the best approach. It's not. No. Uh, I mean, people have to fail to realize. I understand you want to appease to a particular audience, but you don't necessarily always get what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with business and when you're dealing with finances, you have to do what that's going to be beneficial to the company and what's going to be best for you. Now we all know that understand people are going to be mad and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. How a business is going to look at it is, is that give them time. They'll fall in. They'll, was, they'll, they'll fall in. eventually. I, I was mad so, when I was eight or nine years old and I found out that Michael Keaton was done as Batman and I was mad when I found out that Tobey Maguire's last movie was a movie I didn't really care for. I yeah. was mad when we never got the ending trilogy, the ending film to the trilogy for Andrew Garfield. I was mad at literally comic book fans should be aware that being mad is kind of our natural state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, uh, on the flip side of things, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about it later, but I just, I'm sort of shoehorning it in just for this moment. But um, when you talk about like, you know, making making content that's so close and accurate to the source material 
like The Last of Us is, I, I mean, it feels like I'm playing the game. I'm Just like, kidding. whoa, this is a trip. Like, I, I'm like, how did they pull this one off? And that's the closest I've ever seen any show be to its source material, let alone yep. a video game. And it literally feels like I'm playing the game. I'm like, so I feel like when this episode is over, I'm going to go jump on my, my, my PS4 and just continue on from, the, from where they left off. It's so accurate. Yeah, um, I mean, my yeah. favorite part of the, the episode has been watching Joel repeatedly die again and again because he doesn't have enough materials to make his ships. So it's been fantastic. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. The show is so good. And there has been some changes, but I love some of the changes they made. Like the intro to the first episode where they had the scientists basically just explain how the world's going to end. And I'm like, that was so scary because that's very real. Yeah. And in the second episode, they did the same thing again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is every episode is going to start with them telling us how the world's going to end and it's going to be our fault. And, I, <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm, and even with that, since you own it, I'm glad that they're paying so much to detail because if you watched the first episode, remember they was eating breakfast? Yeah. And they was listening to the radio and they were saying the about the coming. outbreak, but then they say, well, it's someplace in Indonesia. They actually yeah. did it in Indonesia. And then they showed in the second episode, started. it was the flower from Jakarta. Guess what? All you fans, yes. fanboys who saw that Easter egg, they were right. Um, but the changes they've made, even the second episode, everything that happened with Tess, very different from the game. Yes. Yeah. But absolutely fantastic. I felt it had more emotional weight, especially with that really creepy moment. Well, um, the fact that they're getting it like... <clears throat> There's a number of these, uh, like I'm a big fan of the Nair games, and that guy like sharpens those sticks every game. And The Last of Us is now getting another go over to really hone these characters and stories. And I don't know where this, I don't think we're going to get a Last of Us HBO video game, but maybe we no. do because, I listen, this is all just content. And I wonder how these worlds are going to interweave into each other. Because when season two comes around, there's going to be things from The Last of Us 2 that they're going to get to not retcon, but get to maybe play with a little bit more or some ideas that they didn't have. And that's very exciting. Well, because they're about halfway through the game already. I I, I was watching episode two. I was like, man, this is a good chunk of the game right here. Uh, Like when they went into the museum, I was like, holy shit, they did it. Like they recreated that entire... Uh, part of the game and then like i mean look they could have easily have you know introduced uh what's her name ella to to the show you know that you know she's you know uh, you know the reason why that she's important i don't spoil it if anyone hasn't seen it yet and then from that point forward they could have easily have done their own thing like okay so when we go out there it's gonna look like this or no instead right away you see the building you know collapsed over uh even this episode they're on the rooftop and he's like, be careful with that. And he goes, uh, these aren't, you know, these aren't monsters. These are planks of wood. She crosses over. I was like, dude, that was in the game. And then when he, when he crosses over and she was like, man, can't beat that view. And it shows like the top of the, uh, of the civic center or, or whatever that was. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I was in the game. <laughs> and the music too. I was just like, wow, how are they doing this? Blow my mind. Blew my mind, dude. I was like, it's because wow. they hired the right people. They they got the director of the game to direct the episode. They got the writers from the game to oversee the writing staff. They got the musicians yes. from the game to yeah. do the music. Like it's this not what, rocket science. Yeah, <laughs> Just this, this is what Resident Evil didn't do. Right. Yeah. But maybe this is the hundred, but maybe this is the hundredth monkey. Because Taylor just talked about how disappointed he's been his entire life with these properties. So it's like, right. Think how Eventually many times they've done Resident right. Evil terribly. Think how many times they, what was the mon- the Monster Hunter movie, right? That's awful. So 
maybe we've just reached that point of like, oh, maybe the visionaries that directed these video games, maybe we should get them in here. And also, you know that Kojima is just like, I have bided my time. It is time for me to strike. You know he's waiting in the shadows <laughs> for him to do the Metal Gear Solid movie, which, please, please give the man that directed that the movie because it'll be so weird. But it's like, that's the question that we're at right now. Who do we bring into these projects? Right. These projects are big and they deserve to be done this way. That's what I think. Because the Last of Us movie would have never worked. Sam Raimi said it would have never worked. The miniseries format, the TV show format, that's the way to adapt these things. Yeah. And I think that's what we're now learning is that if you do it right, if you follow it correctly, you're going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. um, and just keep Paul W.S. Anderson the hell away from video game property. Oh, I, mean, I know. He, all the... Monster, you said it, Monster Hunter, all the Resident Evil movies. Just keep them away. <laughs> it feels like going into those movies, they were like, have anyone ever played the game? Anybody? No? Okay. I well, saw the pictures on the back ones. <laughs> and, and also, you know, when you look at Capcom's re-releasing of Resident Evil 2 and stuff like that, when they do these HD remakes, there's an audience there for them that want that nostalgia. You know, Resident Evil 2 has such a cinematic quality to it. It's crazy. Just copy the opening. Just copy, just do what they do in the game. Bring the things. And yeah, they've never been life. able to do that. So maybe this is the 100th monkey. Maybe from here on out, we start seeing those properties well, better. Because the Uncharted movie was awful. Awful. Yeah, it was. It, it, there, listen, we go back and forth. You go, oh, I like this scene. Or I like this part of cinema. Or I like that there was an adventure under the bar that felt like Indiana Jones. Right. That's all fine. The movie was awful. The third act was awful. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but, but and, and I then, mean, go yeah. Ahead. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, video games for every Last of Us and Detective Pikachu and all these other properties that have done it correctly by just honestly being reverent to the property, you get the opposite. And I think the audiences are now they're telling studios what they want. I mean, we're going to see Netflix just pump out their adaptations. Actually, we got one piece coming out. We've got avatar coming out. If those don't work, Netflix will be crucified on a level they have not seen before. I'm really scared about that avatar. Everything is pointing all the warning. All, I feel like a bunch of warning flags have started coming up for that property. And those avatar <laughs> kids those Avatar kids are in the early 30s now. They're gonna rip that part of show. They're gonna yeah. rip, they're gonna be blood in the water if they do not do that well. Yeah, but let's get let's get onto the topic at hand because I think uh, we've already spent a half an hour on um, everything else that we wanted to address, and uh, we we firmly established that I'm I'm not some Zack Zack Snyder hater. I've spoken to the guy. He's a beautiful human being. I love him. Um, yeah, I, I mean that's the 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 kind of crazy delusional part of all this is that, you know, if you are not, you know, waving the banner of whatever the majority of fans are doing, then it's like, Oh, well, then you're, you're, you're a shill or you're an anti or whatever, whatever they, they, they want to label people as um, just sort of like, you know, them against us mentality, I think is just, it's very sophomore, uh, very immature. Um, and I think that some people are actually using that to their own advantage, which I think is wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about a, a comic book movie that we're a fan of, uh, of a certain type of, that's like saying, like, I'm really a fan of this, 
right, of deceased. Thank you, Brian, for showing me this. That's like saying, I'm I'm a fan of this, and if I'm not getting more of this, then I don't like anything you're going to give me. That's that's not really how it works. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not how it works. To me, it immediately makes me think of episode three with with Anakin. Like, if you're not with me, you're against me. And he's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, like, what's going on? He's like, my allegiance isn't to you. My allegiance isn't to to Padme. My allegiance isn't to, it's like my allegiance is to democracy. What is wrong with you? Exactly. And that was the whole, that whole argument. I'm like, I've said to, I've said to people, I love Zach. I love what he did. I love his movies. I will, I would give it all up right now to continue his projects. My loyalty has never been to Zach, to the Snyderverse. My loyalty has been to DC, to these heroes. My loyalty is to Batman. And if the character is done correctly, I will show up. If it's not done correctly, I will pitchfork and torch. I will do all those things. But as long as the character is done correctly, I'm going to show mm-hmm. up. Like I showed up with Matt Reeves as Batman. I'm 100% not going to show up with the CW's Gotham Knights because I saw that they already from the trailer that they're just abusing Batman. They just right look off stupid. The bat, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I My loyalty is to the characters. And mm-hmm. we now have James Gunn. Within the next seven days, he's going to make his announcement of something other Superman for sure, but something else. And the only finite details that we have is that he is writing a Superman project and names of like, there's been a handful of names that have come out the woodwork of people that are being discussed to work at DC. Um, I think. What? Okay. So this Superman project that has to be the seed for the rest of this universe. Right. So we're going to get a new Superman, Lois Lane, what are the other bit a new Jarrell, right? Probably a new origin parents, right? We'll get a new Kent's, we'll the get Kent's. the staff of the newspaper, Perry and White, then, Cat Grant, all them. And then who else realistically do we get? Like, not references to Star Lab. Do you think we get names of people that we see? Do you think we're gonna get that? That will be the seeds of those things, or do you think we get a villain organization. Do you think we get something uh, like that? You can't have so. Superman without Lex Luthor, so Lex Luthor is going to be showing up. Like, yeah, maybe in reference. I, I, I think like, so. Like in Man of Steel, uh, Lex Luthor's name was was subtly everywhere, but you never saw him. We'll right. probably get if he's not front and center. We'll probably see something like that. A hundred percent think Star Labs is going to play a big role, and I'm going to, we're going to see Doctor Emil Hamilton. We'll probably see Silas Stone. We'll probably see. Um, who was the other half of Firestorm? Was it Martin Campbell? You said Firestorm? Yeah, who's the other half of them? It's uh, Professor... Um, damn it. That's a good question. It's a, it's a, it's a professor. It's and, uh, yeah, I can't it's think professor. of his name. Martin Stein. Martin Stein. Yeah, Martin Stein. Yeah, Professor yeah, We'll Stein. probably get Martin Stein as like... We're going to get the, like, the, the DC Easter egg references in the staff of Star Labs, but probably not like... We're not going to see them, but we'll be like... Paging Dr. Stein, page, like something like that. Yeah, like, we'll get, there'll like, be something, some kind of Easter egg that, that references the character. Yeah. Um, but the names that we've heard from people, like obviously people are assuming James Gunn is going to write and direct and do everything with this film, which is possible. But we've also heard names like James Mangold from Logan and Indiana Jones is being being courted by DC to helm some project for them. Um, we've seen names of like, I mean, obviously they've met with Chris Nolan, Steven Spielberg for like, advisory roles but nothing like directing wise but they could still direct things mm-hmm. uh, yes. Ben Affleck has been spoken to about directing a project or two and uh, 
there's just been a handful of names. I'm trying. I'm drawing a complete blank right now. But I heard like, uh, who was the guy who directed one of the Harry Potter movies? Steven Soderbergh. Oh wow! Oh, you got blank on that. That was the guy who did uh, um, what is Harry, it? The fourth the one. Last, yeah, well, it was one who did the last two of them. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, no, a big it was Christopher right. Columbus. David Yates was the name David that I heard. David, David Yates, Yates is someone. There you go. But see, but that they're, makes they're sense to me about. because they want to court people that can do a huge ensemble. an ensemble, but also like, hey, you Fail. need to hit these tent marks, and this story altogether is four hours long. Yeah. Harry Potter, the last one, is just a huge movie. Yeah, it was so big they had to divide it into two movies, and it was right. still a big ass movie. It's still a big ass yeah. movie. But realistically, uh, what do we want to see? Like, and obviously, if we if if James announces three movies tomorrow, what are the three that you want to see? That's a good question. Well. Um, I- yeah. If, if you're going to if you're going to establish it, like you said, of course we're going to get Superman. That's going to be first. The second movie I will say would be um, because it has to resonate with this generation. You think it's so? Wonder Superman Woman has to be the took start. it away from Gal Gadot, right? You because you can't. I, I I can't say you can't. It wouldn't be in the best. I think it wouldn't be in the best interest to do it. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be in the best interest to do an original Wonder Woman movie because we just got one. We just we just got one. It wouldn't be in the best interest to do another Batman solo film. That not just to start off, you know, okay? To start off anything DC, like we say, it got to be Superman. I think it should be. You could do it like this. You could do a Teen Titans, interject it. You can do. Uh, you got to do the Green Lantern Corps. You got to introduce that. You got to introduce. Um, let's see. Um, hmm, there's a lot. Because there's so many char- it's so many characters that you can actually do. But if you're gonna start it with Superman and B characters, you can introduce um you could bring in Mr. Terrific. You could bring in certain elements of characters to bring it into that, especially with the B characters. But just my personal opinion, don't do anything Wonder Woman or Batman. Because if you're gonna get this universe off the ground, everybody already knows Wonder Woman and Batman. You already know that, but you know they're going to be part of it. You got to get the characters that people don't know. Teen Titans would be perfect because this generation knows Teen Titans. They love them. So you got to do something with that. That's what I believe. Would you be okay if there was a, if the cinematic Teen Titans had a couple of different Titans? For story purposes, like yeah. I don't think they're gonna bring blue. I don't think Blue Beetle. I don't think the movie Blue Beetle will be on Teen Titans. But like Blue, you could very easily. I could see Blue Beetle as being a part of that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. The Teen Titans will be perfect because you're you're going to have a Blue Beetle movie. But I think I, I, I think I think I think the one issue that you run into with Teen Titans, and I think it's a fire idea. I would love to see a live action Teen Titans. Is that again, if you go the route of Teen Titans. You have to deal with, with the elephant in the room, which is Batman, because you have Robin or you have a Nightwing on that team. So it's like, where does Batman come into play? How do you reference Batman? What Batman is it? What's happening? So that's going to be the major thing is that like, hey, where's Batman? You know, so I think uh, kind of what Prime was saying, you know, obviously we know Superman's going to be, uh, you know, the first one. But if you do a Batman movie, 
I just think it's very confusing because now, now you also have the Batman that's out there, which, yeah. I, I mean, look, I like the Batman, but I mean, to be honest, like, I felt like it was unnecessary because it was kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, this is cool. I love what they, what Matt Reeves came up with, but this seems unnecessary because he's not connected to anything. And so if this was like, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, I'd say this is a great idea. But now that we're in the world of, you know, connected universes, now you have a Batman who is outside of everything else. And if you integrate him into the DCU, to me, it feels like you're, that's like bringing Christian Bale into the DCEU. It would have been like, dude, that guy's going to get killed. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's too grounded to be in a world with a Martian Manhunter and a Superman. So, I mean, the, it is interesting because if you did Teen Titans, then you don't have like it's just easier to kind of in, to, to kind of bring them in. Sort of how they try to sh you know, how they try to do Suicide Squad. Like, hey, here's a group of dudes who are all villains, which we can expand upon much later on. Um, so, I mean, other than Superman, it, it, look, if he says we're going to do Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, that's going to be like, oh my god, that's going to change everything. And then where does the Flash and Aquaman and Blue Beetle fall in? And Shazam, Fear of the Gods. Are they just left behind? Are they just, hey, those came out this year. Um, those aren't my productions. So in two years, two and a half years, three years, when you get my Superman movie, that'll all be forgotten about because and we're not going to make anything. we're talking about world building as well, when we're talking about characters that connect, like Green Arrow is the secretary of the Justice League. He's like in every, you know what I mean? Like anytime there is communication, the Green Arrow's involved. <laughs> I love the Green Arrow as a character, but it's difficult to be like, Wonder Woman, Batman, guy with bow and arrow. Like even, even, in, Marvel, even in the Marvel Universe, they have been unsuccessful. They had to, Hawkeye had to be a part of the Avengers movie. You know what I mean? He was, we didn't get yes. his own thing. And even his own show wasn't even about him. It was about no, other wasn't. people doing stuff with him. It was about Kate Bishop. The right. time. So, it was like, how do we promote Kate Bishop? Which I thought she did a great job, uh, Haley Seinfeld, but still, I was just like, okay, this is not his show, really. So who could you, who could you team up Green Arrow with? What if the second movie is Green Arrow and somebody else? Uh, give us the Emerald Knights. Give us the the, the team up, the Hal Jordan and Green Arrow. Like, give I, us. I the think classics. that's your safest bet is is to do Superman, and the next one be uh, the Green Lantern Corps, or just a Green Lantern movie because because it takes place, you know, in outer space. I think that that's something that you can do without having to interfere with anything else as you kind of like figure it out. Now, obviously, he has a plan of what he, what he wants to do. Uh, in this rumor about you know uh, Momoa playing Lobo, if that ever did happen, uh, I would say to the day that like it wouldn't surprise me if if that if that did happen and Momoa is now playing Lobo, I could see Lobo being uh, DC's version of the Mandalorian. Now, obviously, it'll be different because he has more of an attitude. He's totally different from from uh, from the Mandalorian, but it'll be a a, a bounty hunter in space who's traveling space doing different jobs. And then that's where you come across Lantern, that's where you come across different characters in the cosmic realm. I was about realm. to say, Lantern, New Genesis, Third yeah. Planet. Like maybe even that's the way that you get all of the new gods and just reference them, even if you don't get to them. But like, they talk to Straight out of that sector. They're weird over there. They're Something weirdos like over there. You don't want to go <laughs> over there. At, 
after investigating what y'all stated, I have to think about it for a minute. Yes, that that would be that would be. But I wouldn't. I, Teen Titans will probably be a little bit down the line. It would have to be Green Lantern and Core will have to be utmost. Yeah. I would do Green Arrow. I, I would think- do. I would do Green Arrow, and then you can introduce Speedy as well. Yeah. Um, you could bring in Speedy. Um, right, because that's the other thing as well. If, we, if we're going to do the Teen Titans movies, which they should, all of these big heroes need to introduce a junior subclass hero so that we have them established have for the when first. everyone gets taken down, Speedy contacts Robin and says, hey, what's going on? Right? Like, you can have that make sense within that universe. Yeah. Right, because you got to establish think, it. I think the heroes need to be established first before we can jump into the Titans. Otherwise, you're going to have to age up the heroes more so than what we already know is happening because mm. they're trying to set up a franchise with each of these new heroes. So the likelihood of having any of these heroes be old enough to have their sidekick is maybe the second film, not the first. Like even if they even if they did the same thing they did with Ben with the new Batman and be like, here's our Batman. He's also 15 years older than our Superman. That would mean that his Robin is the same age as Superman, which would be weird. <laughs> so it's like well that's yeah, that's that's. I don't know. Did y'all say uh, also doing the Green Lantern? I mean, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Yeah, I think yeah. If so, I had to pick my three, obviously, like Superman comes first, hundred percent. Like Superman is the he shouldn't even be part of the three because we know it's happening. Yeah. But I would say uh, Green Lantern, one or the other, start do like Hal Jordan Green Lantern or John Stewart Green Lantern, and have Hal Jordan be the supporting character. Um, it'd be fun to have a Green Arrow project of some kind. Um, if you introduce this Batman to this world, I don't want him to get his own solo film. I want him to be reserved for team-ups. So I want, yes. like, a World's Finest. His first appearance should be World's Finest with Superman. Um, I agree. That's I agree how I would that. do that's it. Good. That's good. Um, show that they're different, but don't have it be like... Like, I think the biggest issue that people had with Batman v Superman was, why are they fighting? It's like, if you read the comics, you understand why they're fighting, but... Mm. Do something the general different. casual do, audience don't know that. But yeah, the, do world's right. finest. Have them be a team mm-hmm. up. Yes, have them throw a punch at each other at one point over an argument, but don't make it the the title card match for the movie. Um, oh, and make that punch count. Let's even have Batman put the ring on and, and punch like Superman with the, the, yeah. with the yeah with mm-hmm. the kryptonite ring. He's like, you can punch me. He's like, yeah, I can do that anytime I want to, bro. Like, like yeah, just just have one of those lines like he had in the um in a uh, the new frontier where he's like, I've got a box of matches for that that uh, Martian. From this city, I can take you down with the rock. Know your place, <laughs> like something like that. Just be like, "Oh, it's Batman." Okay, he's prepared. Uh, well, I, I mean, even the world's finest, and you know, in the animated movie, I thought that was such a great way to, to introduce the two of them. Yeah. How you know he just pulls out that, that little baggie, like, uh, and it has a piece of kryptonite. He's like, "Ah," oh, he's like, it "Doesn't take much, does it?" You know, what I mean, that was really cool. I was like, "Yeah, he's very thought ahead." Yeah. You know, what I mean, and I also yeah, he had it on, on that same on that same note. I loved how like he's like Bruce Wayne. He's like, "You peaked," and then like throws it at him. And then, like the next scene, you see him waiting for him as like at his apartment. Like, I know your secret too, Clark. And like, just have that kind of a moment where they they clearly are at starting. They're like lotting it over each other, and now they're like, oh, we're gonna keep each other's secrets because we're friends now. I want to gauge the room real quick. Would y'all feel disappointed if the third project of part of this was the next Suicide Squad project? Now, it would be within this universe, and would mo- would absolutely be setting something else. Maybe that's a great way to have Green Arrow show up. Green Arrow kicks the Suicide Squad's ass in the, in the middle of that movie or something like that. But would you be disappointed if we found out it was Superman, Green Lantern, the next Suicide Squad? Uh, I would be. Yeah, I would I, be. I would be. Kind of like, totally. hey, we've already seen two of these, you know? 
I would be solely for the purpose of if you're starting a new universe. How is there enough villains already locked up to start a suicide? <laughs> sure, that makes a lot of sense. What was taking place here? Because it was easy for the dude to do it in DCEU because Batman was already established as Batman. You know what I mean? So it's right. kind of like okay, these villains have already existed. You know what I mean? Like, and like, they had that, that line. He's like, "I've been doing this for twenty years." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. so he's got twenty years of people he put in prison." And then the movie, the roster was all Batman villains anyways. So like, hey, he was capturing Deadshot. You know? <laughs> so it was like, oh, he's putting them all behind bars, you know? So, um, I, I, but, but I mean, to, to what Michael was saying, I could definitely see them, that being a possibility that, hey, you're also going to get another Suicide Squad movie because I, those are easy to make and I already made one. feels so safe. And we know that he's going to continue doing Peacemaker and his wife is involved in this universe. And like, it's now become, we don't know that you're very true. That's very true. It just feels like, like this a family project to him. And I feel like that's where his friends can go in this whole universe. I what could crazy see him is- do something like that where he announces like, here's my slate. So in 2025, the reboot universe is starting. However, in the meantime, so you guys have content, here's Peacemaker season two, which will be the last. I could see something like that being announced. It's just really weird because, I mean, like, over on the Four Nerds, like, like we've talked about this aspect of is Shazam, Flash, Blue Beetle, uh, Aquaman, and The Lost Kingdom, are these all going to be movies that connect to each other and then it just sort of stops? They, they are – it's going to be like somebody pulled an emergency break. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so uh, you can have – these sets of movies that are coming out this year, they can connect to one another, but then after Aquaman, you're not going to get another film for at least another two years. Two well, and a half I mean, years. We, we still have so the nothing the connects to those. Like well, that. but, but that's already set in, in its own its own separate universe. And and yeah. by that point, uh, the Batman Part Two hopefully comes out in what 2025 maybe. So now you have two movies coming out one year after another that are set aside in their own pocket universe. So yeah. having said that, could you have these, these films this year have connected tissue to tissue with each other, but then in the next, you know, over the next two and a half years, three years, you're going to get a reboot altogether. What and, if I was, I would say this, even though with, and like we were saying, negative because with, uh, with the Reeves Batman, that's, you know, it's coming out, but, Everything is going to be predicated on, like I said, like I want, I want to say this: how James Gunn is going to incorporate this Superman and who he's going to put in, because he has a he has an abundance of villains that he can actually put in, and you don't want to rehash the same ones because what's going to happen is is that you're going to piss off a lot of people. It's like, well, why are you going to regurgitate these same villains when you can just go ahead and get a villain? That's how I how I'm going to base how he's going to start the universe off with a particular villain. Right. So uh, no generals on. Right, we go to Brainiac. We go to somebody like that as the tent pole that we build towards. You could do Brainiac, but that would be a little bit too soon. You want to do something. Yeah. You could have Lex in the background. He could be some type of influence, but he's not the primary. I would okay? like to see. You gotta have that or flirt with it. Yeah. But I don't think doing Zod, Lex Luthor, or anything mm-hmm. of that magnitude should be the actual case. It should be something where there's a low. Um, is a character that's in Superman's gallery, you know, and I, like I said before, somebody that's strong, somebody that can give him problems, 
That's James Gunn's style. That's Mr. Mr. Plicks. I can't even pronounce that fool name all the damn time. I can't, I keep on forgetting how to pronounce his name, but that's a good villain to start out with because it's going to be interdimensional. It's going to be magic. It could be a lot of stuff that could be introduced within that universe, but just trying to regurgitate one of the main villains again, that, that wouldn't be wise. That's just in my opinion. If you're going to just make Licks the primary or Zod the primary, that wouldn't be wise to me. You know, uh, well, no, because we've already done Zod and we've already done all these characters. So I think you can have Lex in the movie and have him be a part of whatever's happening in the movie. That's what I was he saying. In the villain, yeah, like he could be a villain in the movie, but like there has to be like an ultimate villain, like a Metallo or somebody that he has to yeah. fight against. Because you have to have that superhero fight if you're going to have a new Superman. But the question that I, that I keep posing, you know, in, in different you know forms is that. What if James Gunn just decides, I mean, this is totally out left field, but imagine if, if all along he's like, yeah, so at, like when the flash ends, that's my new universe. I'm, I'm going to jumpstart from there. Right. So yeah. how, because I mean, if you think about it, you're like, okay, uh, in the next five years, we're going to have a new Aquaman, a new flash and a new wonder woman. Right. That's a lot of characters just to kind of, to reintroduce. So you have to wait at least three to four, maybe five years to do that, just to get them out, just to get Gal Gadot and Momoa and them, you know, out of your mind of like, oh yeah, that's Aquaman and that's Wonder Woman. You know, maybe he goes off of that. Probably not. <laughs> I think he just is just gonna fly out reboot everything. But he hasn't he said yet. He, ha he hasn't. He hasn't stated exactly what he's gonna do. It, and it's crazy to think about that. There's that there's fucking four movies coming out this year that are just gonna be like. Here you go. These were already made, and I hope you enjoy them. But that's going to be the end of that. And Prime said something. Uh, I wonder which way they're going to lean into this. <clears throat> like, is the third movie a Zatanna movie, and we get way into magic, and we get all the magic people? Or would it be fun? If Keanu like, Reeves, like Keanu Reeves said, he wants to come back as Constantine. You know, we keep talking about being off-brand. What if Constantine, if they just, you know, uh, Doctor Strange him, and he's part of you know what i mean like he's one of the pillars of our society i can Good. see why that wouldn't be the case the counter reeves is getting old which means he ain't going to be doing hand-to-hand -hand combat for too much longer and a green screen movie with him being a cocky asshole and making portals sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> i think what i would what i would personally love to see from james gunn is set up lex luther in a very different way something that we as fans of the animated show are aware of like this is the businessman lex He's got his hands in all these pots, but all like I want to see like this this movie where you have like Livewire or you have Parasite or um, yeah. Tallow or even Cyborg Superman show up, right? You have these characters, and then at the end of the movie, he still shows up at Lex Tower and says, "I know you were behind all of this. I clearly the evidence is not there because you've you covered it, but I'm watching you, and I will I will be on you forever, preventing this crap, and like." Just have that, that kind of Cyborg thing. Superman would be really fun. Aside, the, but that's just, like a sequel movie. That's yeah, like a sequel yeah. movie. If you have Hank Hancock yeah. show up in the first one and then like get injured in the final battle and then he comes back as the cyborg in the second one. Like do something like that. Like give us Metallo. Give us like what if Cyborg Superman is essentially Metallo 2.0? Like Metallo was yeah. good, but what if we made him Superman instead? And like do something mm -hmm. like that. That'd be a lot of fun. It's different. I think that, you know, when you look at what James Gunn has said, 
you know, he made that comment a while back, you know, in that long thread where he said, you know, Peter and I knew that going into this, that not everyone was going to be happy. And I think that, you know, from our standpoint, for, for most of our, most of us, uh, our standpoint was that, you know, how do you course correct and make this universe better than what we were going to get, right? How do you make, how do you enrich the universe you already have, right? But I think when you, you hear comments like that from James Gunn, it, it, it definitely does ring the bell of, hey, look, no one's going to be happy. Some will, some won't, but I'm going to restart this bitch. I'm sorry. Like this, it's too convoluted. It's too screwed up. And I think that when it comes to like the rock, you know, I think that him and seven buck, I think that they were trying to do that. They were trying to like, let's, let's bring Henry Cavill in. And we have a storyline that, that we can kind of build up the people that are already here. And they just said, nah, we're going to restart, we're going to restart all this. It's over. Yeah. So having said that, if it's like a bandaid, you just got to pull it off. If that's the, if that's the mentality that, that you're going to take going into this, then I think that your next movies coming out will be Superman, Green Lantern, Batman. If not Superman, then Batman. You have to establish your DC Universe Batman. That's not... Uh, Wonder Woman. They, they it might ripped, be. They ripped that movie. That meeting ended and they were, she was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Everyone left that meeting and they like, oh, we're not a part of this anymore. Which makes me feel like and, that's got to be in the equation in these new movies. But, and that's what Zaslav said in the past. We heard him say, you know, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, Superman, biggest IPs. So if that's the case, then why wouldn't your next three movies be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman? And if you did that, if you came out and announced that, like, okay, the next three films, here they are. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And they're coming roughly around 2025, right? Then you would know it's over. They're restarting yeah. it. And let's just move forward. And if you do it now, right? If you make that announcement now, then it makes the bigger announcement at San Diego Comic-Con with your whole slate or a bigger slate of movies right. easier to take in because it. everyone's already flipped out. <laughs> you know I mean? So at that point, they can go, okay, so we are going to get a Green Lantern and a Green Arrow. That's, that's cool. And your, a Nightwing movie? Your reasoning is great. I feel like it will leave a bad taste because of the movies that were beforehand, which is why I feel like he already said he's doing Superman, but it just makes Green Lantern feel such a safe bet. It just feel like well, yeah, Green Lantern's going to light the way for all of us and lighten our darkest days. No, uh, and I think that when we get to San Diego Comic-Con, I think we're definitely going to get a Green Lantern movie announcement as part of the slate. But I think that one thing you could do to get ahead of the chaos if you say Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna give you the, the Trinity right off the bat. Do you think like, that okay. Batman movie is within this universe, or do you think that Bat movie is the next the Batman movie? Uh, no, I think I think it's in this universe, not Pattinson. I will, I will say this. I, think, I, I just I, I just gave you my personal part. opinion, but if yeah. they're gonna do it from a business standpoint, and they're gonna do it like that, since this is gonna be a full reboot, everything's gonna start off with Superman. I will say this, and how you can introduce the characters. You do Superman. Of course, the Trinity has to come first. The Trinity has to come first. You have to yeah. lay down the groundwork of the main characters. Yeah. Superman come first, then you can bring in Wonder Woman. But the third movie should be a green arrow, but incorporate Batman in that. Don't give Batman his own movie. If you do that, that'll be cool. And you could do the core. 
Because if you do it that way, think about it. You don't need to regurgitate another Batman movie. You can bring them in everybody else's movie. You don't want to do that. Everybody's going to be anticipating Batman. If you, because you got to remember, if you bring in Green Arrow, they pretty much got the same villains in their same universe. Just because you're in Star City, don't mean that you can't do nothing. In, they can't do nothing in Gotham. Right. They're pretty much the same. You can introduce Bruce with Oliver. Then you do the core. You don't want to introduce just one Green Lantern. You could do the Lethal Weapon connection. You could do. Yeah. You could just introduce but, the main characters that's in the core. Right. So and then um, Flash will be later on down the line. But Green, Green Lantern Corps to me also feels where J- James got. We all know the land, like all the lanterns we want. That mm-hmm. to me feels like where he puts his stamp on it. We're gonna get a three more lanterns, which have only ever showed up one time in a comic book, and people mm-hmm. love them. That feels very Guardians to me. He takes three weird aliens, and they become the new Grogu, the new big guy. Right, Batista wants out of that Marvel universe as soon as, as he can. I just feel like there's opportunities for those spots. And and if James Gunn is going to direct, and I'll say this, and that was the only question that everybody is saying with the Superman, if James Gunn, and this is why I say, and I know y'all want y'all want to close this out, but I rewatched the Suicide Squad. It's enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I have my concerns because of the way James Gunn's style is, because his jokes are forced. A lot of them. They're very forced. I like the violence. I like the maturity. I like all that. That's what DC is about. Yes. My only question would be would be this. How are you going to, what type of Kal-El are we going to get? Yeah. That is going to be the question on which version that you're going to get. True. Which Wonder Woman are we are going to get? Are you going to be, are you going to just be the lovey-dovey one? Or are we going to get the warrior goddess? Can you do a little bit of both? Batman is up in the water, it pretty much. I think people will be satisfied. I don't think we're going to get like the real hardcore Batman or whatever. I think pretty much he's probably going to probably do like a, a Batman animated series type Batman, something like that. You know, that people, yeah, a, a Batman who uses the same voice when he's in his human, when he's Bruce Wayne and when he's in his suit. You know what I mean? Right. At that that's point, probably with that, you know, something like that that's uh, going to just make the character. At this point, you, you, if you do a voice modulator, you're like, oh, okay, that's already been done, which is a genius move. I, I love that Zach did that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't even yes. think about that. And we're not going mean, to have the Christian Bale like, oh, you know, he's just going to be like, hey, what's up? Kind of like, right. like Pattinson. You know what I mean? He was right. already kind of a dark emo dude. And again, like I say, and I'll shut up. With the core, I think if James Gunn, even though he's going to put it together, the core is pretty much what it'd be good. Let's just say James Gunn does direct the core and he decides to do the Green Lantern. Well, he did a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. he can have a lot, like, like what Mike was saying. He can bring a lot of, it's a lot of characters and sectors from all across the universe and mm-hmm. each sector in the universe, in, in the Lantern universe. So he could take certain characters and bring them along, you know, and you know, but you have to establish the main ones. You, you know, you got to bring in Garner. You got to do Stewart. You got to do, um, and just to you know incorporate, you know, everybody. I, they they might bring in Jessica Cruz. Who knows? We don't know. But you know how it's going to be built. My only concern is that how it's going to be executed. If you if people really just go ahead and they watch the Suicide Squad, don't go on it. Just go in just for entertainment reasons. And you will see what I'm talking about. A lot of jokes are forced. There's a lot of things that's just, the violence is fine. It's great. But there's just certain characters in the way they act 
they shouldn't act like that. You see what I'm saying? saying? But do you think this is, but, but this is where it's hard for me to look into these things because how much was that James Gunn? How much was that was the old management? And this is what James Gunn had to get approved. Well, because I, now I he doesn't have to get anything approved. He just writes it. Yeah. I think that, you know, like when you watch Peacemaker, I think a lot of the humor, um, you know, I think that James Gunn is really big on letting the actors kind of ad lib their, you know, their, their, uh, their comedy. You know, he gives them the direction and then, then they just kind of do their thing. And then he just kind of takes that and, yeah, I'll, I'll use that line, that line, this take. That's great. But, you know, uh, will he do that with Superman and Batman? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But, I mean, you never know. Um, because they're going to want the, the studio is going to want a different tone. They're going to want a, a much more, you know, friendlier tone. They're going to want kids to be able to, to, to get into this as well. Um, but I, I'm going to stick to to my guns, and I, and I think that it's going to be uh, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And in the Batman movie, you can even make it to where Green Lantern's in that movie. I mean, hell, in Justice League, that opening scene with Batman fighting the Parademon. Like you could have had freaking uh, Hal Jordan show up in that scene, and then be like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that's if you're that's if you're trying to rewrite the whole damn thing. But like, sort of like New Fifty Two, that's what that's where they meet each other. Um, so I I think you know you may get something like that with Batman, where where he meets Green Lantern as he's interacting with you know something going on. Who knows? I do think uh, but you need to double up these. You do need to double up these heroes to get people because that was the thing you know with. The last go around, everything was so secret, and hopefully they're going to come and stuff like that. And then when we didn't get them all, we just got the shotgun blast if this is what I was going to do. Like, you do need to get Martian Manhunter early in this world. I, I, yeah. I think he's such a big part of building to a Justice League team. You got to have him around. Wouldn't that be such that. a fun fun bit, though? Like, right off the bat, like, Clark Kent is going and interviewing somebody, and he meets a detective, John Jones, and he's like, oh, you're nice. And he's like, "We'll be. I'll see you around, Clark. And you're like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, just something like that. Like you know that the characters that's, are there; they just set them all man. up. But I the, think a lot of like how Marvel Phase One, how when Marvel Phase One they did double up a lot of characters, and they did that rightfully so. Like in Thor, you had Hawkeye show up for the first time. In Iron Man Two, that's where Black Widow showed up. Like you had, you had all these moments where you like, when the, the Avengers movie came, you're like, oh, that guy was in this one. Oh, that one was from yeah. this one. Like. You're going to have to do something like that. If you want to hit the War ground machine running. War Machine was was in there, yeah. When you hit with, the ground uh, running, like, I don't think for a second that we're going to get two Batman movies competing with each other because that's going to confuse the hell out of everybody. But I think that the Batman of the DCU uh-huh. will be like the supporting Batman. Like he'll show up in every friggin' movie and he'll be there, but he won't get his own solo movie. He'll be like a major like asset for each movie. Like, You'll have a world's mm-hmm. finest movie. That's where he he shines. Or like in the Wonder Woman movie, he shows up. Or like, or like, oh, the Green Arrow movie, Batman shows up. Says, hey, we need to re- recruit you for this thing that we're putting together. Like, make him the Nick Fury. Like, don't give Nick Fury his own show, but you give Nick Fury a massive plot line through all of the shows. Yeah, that, but, that, um, that, that's what I'm saying. We are um, we are at time, but there's still one more thing I wanted to bring up before we we finished. Um. I wanted to address this because a lot of people keep asking and a lot of people don't understand it. The Flash movie, the villain of the Flash movie is not General Zod. The villain of the Flash movie is not the Dark Flash. The villain of the Flash movie is the Flash. It's grief. It's loss and sorrow. That's what the villain of the movie is. Um, however, some really cool, some, yeah. some toys leaked recently 
and some fan art came about that gave us a really fantastic look at what Barry number two turns into and how he's the final villain of that film, essentially. He's not the main villain, but he's he's there. Um, and I really, I'm really kind of liking this design because it reminds me a lot of the early New 52 Professor Zoom, the New 52 Reverse Flash, where he's all like, that's clearly unique. Um, what do y'all think of the the Dark Flash? I think it's cool. Um, it's I mean, idea. yeah, it, it's a cool idea. Um, you know, depending on you know how they use it. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be cool. I mean, I mean, and that's a, that's a shame too. I mean, look at all this with the concept art. I mean, it, this looks really, really, really amazing, and it's well, not so gonna the, go anywhere. The dark flash in here, um, that was actually fan art made by Yosef Defensen. Yeah, I'm not sure to pronounce his name, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it. Um, hold on, I'm just But the, um, the the story, I mean, obviously we know that there's two berries running around this movie. We've got uh, main berry from Zach's movies, and then we've got this this long-haired berry that's going to be in this movie. From what we understand, this long-haired berry is going to be have no powers, and they're going to give him powers in the film by recreating the accident. Um, but this mm-hmm. berry also has got some issues, and they don't know about these issues until he gets powers. Um, but this uh, this berry is the one that makes the uh, the Michael Keaton flash suit. And then eventually when right. he does snap, he's going to, um, from what I can tell, it kind of sounds like he's going to assimilate part of Zod's world engine or he's going to assimilate Kara's ship or some form of Kryptonian metal is what's going to turn his his suit into what it is. But um, his whole thing is that he's not the Flash that can take a punch from Supergirl because he's got armor on. So it's going to yeah. be a very, very fun 11th hour fight. Yeah, I think that, you know, what we're looking at is that, you know, we know that it's, it, that, you know, young, that's, it's going to be young flash yep. that uh, ends up like that. And, and I think that, you know, uh, we talked about it on the foreigners and I, I've talked about it on my show with Ryan a lot too. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we've already heard, uh, you know, we've heard talk about how, you know, he has to, eventually you know fix the timeline right with you know the, the whole can of tomatoes thing right yeah so if you're going to fix the timeline by going back and preventing yourself from doing something which is what he did in flashpoint anyway he went back and and preventing himself from going back in time to save his mother right i think what we have to think about is what does that mean for this young barry that's probably what's going to spark it. If you tell, you know, if if Prime and I, if I'm the Barry, older Barry Allen, and Prime is the young Barry Allen, and, and then eventually I tell Prime, I'm going to go back and, and prevent myself from doing this, then Prime would say, no, fuck that. If you do that, then I'm not going to exist. And so I think that's where you might have a little bit of, of a clash between these two characters. Now, how he gets that medal, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I think eventually those two are going to come full circle from being, who are you to being best friends to being, uh, you know, their, their own worst enemy, because yeah. the scene where, where he's, you know, he has to paint the suit. I, I would imagine it's, it's, it's the two of them probably having a lot of fun doing it, 
because they're both the same person. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Or, or, or how about lightning down here? Yeah, I got it. You know, they're, they're like in sync in a way. And then at the end, they're the opposite of that. And so where does yeah. that leave the characters? And where, do, where does that dark flash go? And what happens to him? I don't know. But I mean, think, gonna I mean, think of it this way. Yeah. You, have, you have this young Barry who just got powers, who sees how powerful he can because of the other Barry. And now the other Barry is saying, okay, I got to go stop myself. I got to go kill my mom again. Young Barry's probably going to be like, you can't kill her. One, because you created me. But two, because I'm going to go prevent her from dying too. I want to go mess up the multiverse where she never died. Like, you have just a can of worms that's going to come from that. And I think having another Barry as the foil for the film is pretty fun, to be honest. Well, that on top of that, it's, it's the question also is, why did they give Young Barry the, the abilities? Maybe because when they saw the message of General Zod showing up, they figured, okay, well, two speedsters is better than one. Let's let's give him the power too. But I feel like there has to be a reason that they want to have a second speedster for whatever and reason. There, there is. I think that's part of the major plot of why they have to do it. And I think it has to do with the uh, the navigating of the speed force and Barry yeah. thinking he can do it correctly. So I think he's like, maybe if I have a second one, we can do this right this time because there's two of us. But and and, um, and it could be it could very well be that in the movie he tries to you know use the speed force to go back in time and he can't and so they're like hey if there's two of us doing it at the same time that will allow us to to fully navigate it because we're twice as powerful like oh yeah who knows yeah. is there any chance that the first one messes up and the second one has to, the the end of the, the end of the first act or something is the second one going and saving him from something and then that's how they get together. I don't know, but okay. at the end of the day, this movie isn't going to matter because he's going to James Gunn's going to reboot the DC the DCU anyway. So I know it's so such a it's crazy, such a it's crazy. such a weird it's such a crazy spot that we're going to have these movies, and if they're great, if they're great movies, good job that you liked it. That's all. And if they're yeah. bad he's movies, like, hey, that's good, right? And if they're bad movies, then it will feel like it justifies this. But I don't know. It feels like they're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know they what really I mean? Are. Like, I want the movies to be successful, but if they're not successful, we're just going to say like, oh, that that's because they were all not successful. It's very yeah. weird. I, I will say this. Everything is going to pretty much be told at San Diego Comic-Con because San Diego Comic-Con is not going to be until when, what? July, mm-hmm. August? Mm-hmm. July, end of, like end of summer. Yeah. July? Okay. Yeah, I think it's July. So that's why, after the flash. Why, right. Yeah. Only reason why I say that is because, like I say, Shazam comes out in March. And then Flash is going to come out on this on the 16th of June. So once it's already out, then San Diego is going to come out. Then they're going to introduce what's going to be new with DC. The only movie that might suffer, that might get a hit, is going to be Aquaman 2. And it really ain't going to matter anyway. Yeah, that movie has so many problems already. Right. It's not going to matter anyway. yeah, now, yeah. You might have, now, don't get me wrong. It's going to be the people that are diehard Jason Momoa fans. And they're just going to go watch it or... I'm going to go watch it because I'm a DC head. So I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Jason, yeah, for I'm going to see it. But yeah. my, scene, my thing is, is that that movie could suffer after they do their they panel presentation at single Comic-Con. And, it's, and, and I said this, and I'm going to keep on, and I said it, and I stuck to it. The pre-slate, all the big major stuff is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. They oh, might yeah. have some of the major people that they're going to cast. They got a while. They got six months. They got six months to cast people and to yeah. put people in the cast. That mean the cast. And they can do it quickly. 
Yeah, they, they can, can do it very fast. The next if they wanted to. Right. So and to introduce them, this is going to be your new Superman. This is going to be your such and such and such. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You think we and, get? You think? Yeah, we get Superman. We get Lois Lane. We right. get head of the newspaper guy. We get Jimmy. We yeah, get, and so, then maybe yeah. Once they do that, people pretty much are going to be okay. We got the pre slate. We we're anticipating the San Diego Comic Con. Once they see it, everything else is probably going to be out the water. They're going to pretty much forget it. So we just got to wait. We just got to wait. You know, I'm stoked. I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready. But on that note, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. We're going to wrap up right here. We're 20 minutes over what we normally do, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, those of you at home, join us tomorrow for our debut episode for Through the Monocle. It's going to be our new weekly movie review show. Uh, it's going to be every Wednesday, 5 o'clock. It's going to drop. And on Fridays, we have starting the Cultured Pull List. This will be our comic review show that's done by a couple of new gentlemen joining our network. They're going to be focusing this week specifically on the first three issues of DC's Dark Crisis. So be sure to check that out. If you want to help us keep the lights on, keep us going, uh, join us uh, over at Patreon, patreon.com slash theculturednerd. And if there's any specific show that you want to support, there's a specific tier for that show. So be on the lookout there. I have been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Centel, and today our guests, Nicotina and Prime the Godfather. Thank you for joining us today. And if you're at home, scan that QR code, support us on the socials, and like and subscribe. We will see you then. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.